0: Hello and welcome to SalopCast with myself, Ollie, and Glyn. How are you doing, Glyn?
1: I'm alright, Ollie. How are you? You're in foreign climes this week, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I'm in Crete. So yeah, we're committed to the core doing SalopCast yep. while we're travelling around. Yes. So, um, last pod before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're going to go through the final pre-season games um, and we're going to have a bit of Salop news at the end. Um, and we'll go for our predictions for the season ahead. Yeah, should be good. So yeah, I think anything else to add on that, Glyn? I think it's gonna quite a standard pre-season pod for us.
1: Yeah, it's flown by pre-season really, hasn't it? The more you sit back and think about it now, we're sort of four, four games away from the start of the season already. So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting pre-season. There's probably quite a lot that's come out of it that's going to inform our, our thoughts about what happens against Northampton. So, yeah, well, we've obviously been to a few games, haven't we, and missed a couple of games yep. each. So, we've, you know, you've watched things back on, on sort of live record from iFollow, haven't you? So, yeah, I think, yeah, let's get into the pre-season games and then, uh, yeah, see what we think about it. Away eventually. up it goes to Holt. He does really well. This is Humphrey! It's 2-0, Shrewsbury Town! Okay, so pre-season, uh, where we left last left you, I think we just played uh, Villa, are not we? Which we both went to, Ollie. Um, yep. Which was a good result, and Town continued that good form in the in the next game. They obviously played uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers at home. Um, nice two-nil victory over our semi-local rivals. I suppose we have to call them that now because everyone else has gone bust around us. So, yeah, the team um, was sort of quite a strong team. I think we're starting to get our heads around now with Henderson in goal, uh, Bolton, Nisala, Sadler, and Brown at uh, at the back. Nolan, um, Bryn Morris, uh, Agogo, Rodman, and then um, the other Morris up front. I've forgotten his first name now already. And uh, Ganua off the back Carlton. of him. Yeah, Carlton Morris there you go. And Ganua sort of in the number ten role, wasn't he? So yeah, that that tactic first of all, I suppose, Ollie. It's something we've consisted uh, persisted with all pre-season. That that sort of one target man and a, a number ten off him rather than two up front. What have you made of that,
0: first of all? Yeah, I think it's interesting that we're playing different formations. Um, we did play 4-4-2, I think, in a final game yes. with Ellis and Colin yep. Morris up front. But yeah, you're right. The majority of the pre has been playing different formations. So a, a 4-5-1 um, with Gunua really pushing up on one of the flanks. Um with a central midfield three, yeah. um, which I think is good because a lot of the times, sometimes platines do play with central threes. If you're playing four four two, you can get dominated in that area. Um, and I think as a target man and one player at front, so I know it often causes a um, a lot of um, discussion among true to town fans. But I think it's you know you can play a four four two kind, and you can play really defensive. Mm. You, know, you defend if the whole midfield sits back, your fullbacks don't bum on. But you could play a four five one or a four four one and really push everyone forward. So I think it's how you play necessarily than the formation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. To be fair, and it adds to that fact that we've got flexibility, haven't we? That's a, that's a good yeah, word have. I think you used in terms of maybe something we didn't have last season. And it's it's interesting for me in that you know Paul Hurst when he first came in was a four four two man. We spent a lot of time last season talking about, it, didn't we? And in terms of that was his tactic. He wanted to play that. He wanted to take it back to basics. But now he's starting to build his own squad. Shows that he's not just you know uh, got that one tactic in mind. So he, he's showing flexibility as a manager as well. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what we do go for eventually because against the bigger teams we would need to play a slightly different tactic and be more defensive and then this season hopefully if we're mid-table pushing on we'll be playing weaker teams where we can actually go for them so yeah I think it's good to see so yeah that's what we played in terms of, of the Wolves game anyway and a few other games this season and um, we both missed this game didn't we Ollie we were both doing certain different things but you've watched this back on iFollow <laughs> so again well done for doing that Ollie um, so you've got a few you put a few comments about this game just from sort of watching it online so do you want to just run for them?
0: Yeah so we played um, the, yeah, the 4-5-1 formation uh, we had some t- play, but still plenty of work to do in possession, some sloppy passes at times, um, which is to be expected, isn't it, when we sign so many new players? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good first goal, build-up and pressure, and, uh, yeah, basically um, kind of ball into the box, and Rodman was sharp in the right place to take advantage of sloppy defending from Wolves. Yeah. So the commentary for the Wolves game was um, there. Um, their guy, you know, doing the commentary, so <laughs> right. was obviously a little bit, little bit biased. Um, those who are listening online, I would say, would have a very biased view of of the game. He wasn't particularly. Um, sometimes he was quite fair, but a lot of the time it was like, you know, Shrewsbury Sh- Sh- player get kicked, and he goes, "Oh, I don't know why he's gone down there." Well, because he got kicked, mate. But I um, will go off on a tangent. <laughs> That's why I'd be like commentating
1: on Shrewsbury yeah. as well. To be fair, so I can't really disagree with him. So yeah, it's,
0: obviously goal early on um, Henderson has come on the ball I think that's worth noting um, that's something I noted um, yeah. and good running from Carlton as well he's a winning he's a, he's a front man but he gets covers a lot of ground and as the first half went on I'd say our passing improved and then we yeah we scored a, a second goal um, and to be fair even the Wolves commentator said that Shrews were the better side when we went 2-0 up which was yeah quite interesting mm-hmm. I guess the probably the one well, obviously, Wolves fans are a little bit um, aghast that we're losing to little old Shrewsbury oh, with all their multi-million pound signings, and they're also crying um, the fact that their 15 million pound <laughs> midfield man um, <laughs> got injured, um, and they're all saying Shrewsbury aggressively. It was it was just a innocuous challenge. It wasn't aggressive or dirty at all. It just happened to get you happened to get hurt and he went off. And mm. So yeah, I don't know if you saw any of that offline.
1: I did a bit, and I think a you know, wider point of pre-season is um, a few of the teams we played have been quite critical about our physical style for preseason games and you know i can even i can even remember at the um the Cardiff game you know a gogo and Nolan they weren't messing around when they went into challenges and Obviously at the Burton game, they thought we were bullies and they called us Shoes Bully Town. That was a new nickname we've got from Burton fans, which is quite interesting. So yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, It seems like we've just been competitive and maybe people weren't expecting that straight away in pre-season. You know, you like to sort of not get injured and stuff. But yeah, I saw a lot of the Wolves fans complaining about us. I think, I think it's because it was their new sort of big hype £15 million player that got injured that they sort of thought we were quite aggressive. But were we aggressive in general play at the Wolves game from watching the highlights?
0: No, not really. Mm, there was there a few go. times where we went in a bit hard, maybe, for a preseason season game. Mm. But I think that was more exaggerated by their lacklustre performance. Oh, well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's more of, you know, they need to look at how their team was playing and how they weren't up for it, rather than, they were slow to the ball. Maybe that's why Shoeju Time players were nicking them, because they were so slow and they expected them to be a bit quicker.
1: Because mm. the, champi- the championship season starts at the same time as ours, doesn't it? So yeah. you shouldn't have really been behind in terms of their... Um, it was the same with Cardiff, you know. They start, you, yeah. you know, on Saturday as well. So both those teams being off the pace is a bit of a maybe a bit of a concern. It's only pre seasons, but well, um, yeah, that's
0: one way of looking at it. But the other way of looking at it is you know, we've had quite a hectic not hectic, hectic's the wrong word, but you know, a full pre season. Yeah. Uh, maybe we're just ahead of the curve, which would obviously be a fantastic thing to start the season for a bit fitter and sharper than everyone else.
1: Well, that brings me to one of my other points I've I'd written later on about this this squad. I, I you know, haven't seen the pre season games. I've been to. I think I've been to three of them now, and and, and watched a few of the highlights. This. Team looks goddamn fit. don't it, Ollie, compared to last end of last okay. season. You know, you can just look at Toto Nasala and see how different he actually physically looks. You know, at the end of last season, he came into us and, you know, he'd obviously been on playing a bit here and there and and you know, wasn't carrying weight but was sort of bulky. You know, grandison-esque if you want. He looked dead thin at the last two games I've seen him. They've re- and from what everything I've heard from you know people I know at the club and also the stuff you've seen online, they've run and run and run and run and run and run in pre-season and you know, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this is probably one of the fittest squads we've had going into a season and we're certainly not going to be, you know, blowing at the end of games or shouldn't be blowing at the end of games. And, and also we look, because of the additional height from the players we bought, are much more physical. So I certainly think when it comes to competing in games, I, I, you know, we might not have the quality still sometimes, you know, because we've got a few players from non-league and lower down the pyramid. But in terms of the physicality, I don't think that's going to be as big of a problem as it has been in the last few years.
0: No, I totally agree with the fitness point. I don't know if you saw the um, the interview with um, Skitty on, on iFollow. No, not yet. It was really interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting saying that, yeah, um, he was... He was asked about previous fitness regimes, oh, right. um, and he was quite critical in a, quite a diplomatic way. Uh, he basically didn't—I don't think—he he basically kind of insinuated that he didn't grieve any of it. Mm. <laughs> um, so that's quite interesting. Obviously, the fitness coach has gone now; the physio's taken over, and he was quite poignant to make point out that we're taking more of a scientific approach. Yeah, good. Which is quite interesting. And then the thing that I found the most interesting is he's doing um, strength work, so he's testing each muscle. So you know how strong are your thigh muscles versus your quads, and all those you notes. Know, so, so you're balanced. Yeah. And one of the things he's saying that a lot of the players now are kind of like he's mentioned that um, Bryn Morris's gait, you know, his posture is a lot better now. Okay. So it sounds like you know he's really going into the detail and really making our players really fit. Mm. Um So that's quite interesting, I think. And he says that you know they haven't they you know they haven't even finished. They're going to get they're going to get fitter and fitter. Yeah. Um. And he's got a whole plan. For, he's planned out their fitness regime for the entire season. So it's not just um you know. Uh, short-term approach this is uh, Skitty's really taking control of this area yeah, so I think that's very interesting
1: yeah I, I say hopefully it, it pays dividends because um, you know a few games weren't there over the last few years where we've, we've sort of we scored a few le- last-minute goals we've also sort of gone in on ourselves a little bit in the last minute so yeah, just ha- having that pace and, and fitness into the last minutes of games is going to be quite important so
0: some game like a game comes to mind from last season the Port Vale game Yes. we just didn't a- a- after we won the Charlton game we just seemed to didn't really cover from that game and um, for me I, yeah, it just shows that fitness wasn't right Mm. but also Hurst has now had full pre-season you know we've seen an impact in fitness and we're now seeing impact on tactics as well so I think I don't think you can underestimate a manager, especially you know when you read the Premier League they're always talking about how important pre-season is
1: Yeah, yeah no, I, I totally agree I think it's like yeah. we're using these games we've been to as a framework to talk about the general feeling of yeah. pre-season aren't we I guess and that's certainly another one that's sort of come out from it so we'll get into the players in a bit in a, in a minute yeah. as well so anything else really I mean you talked about the goals and, and yeah 2-0 win against Wolves which is always uh, Quite helpful, isn't it? Always enjoyable to beat them. But um, was there anything else? No,
0: I don't know whether it was the fact that I was just hung over after a wedding, but the second half <laughs> really dragged on. Oh right. Okay. Um, and yeah, there were some walls attacks, but not many. Uh, they were pretty wasteful. Um, and then we had some possession later in the game. Um, Warley had tucked in and had a striker at goal. But overall, I think we kind of did the work in the first half. And yeah, it was more of a fitness game. Yeah.
1: I think that's a, a theme of preseason as well is that there have been some uh, awful periods of play because it's pre-season. You know, you talked about the second half at Wolves, the first half against Cardiff wasn't very interesting. And if anyone went to Telford, Oh, I'll get to that in a minute, Nolly. <laughs> that was a pretty bad game, to be fair. So there's been some yep. stin- stinky parts of it, but it's most, mostly been generally positive, hasn't it? So, OK, there we go. So that was that. We beat Wolves. And then I think it was on the Saturday, wasn't it? And then by the Tuesday night, we had another home game against another championship team. And yeah, another victory. This time we beat um, Cardiff 2-1. So slightly different team. Um... Mainly, mainly, uh, sort of Dodds for for Ganua really was one of the big changes and, and slightly different on the wings. Nolan was in central midfield, so the team this time again, Henderson kept goal again. Um, there's a backline of Bolton, Sadler, Nassala, and Brown, so that was exactly the same. Um, Rodman, Nolan, and a central midfielders, and then Wally is the other winger, and then Dodds again playing off Carlton Morris, um, who I've been calling Elliot for the last three weeks. I've no idea why I keep <laughs> getting his name wrong. Um, it's been infuriating my brother at the preseason games, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting it right on the podcast, so that's a start. Um, so yeah, I should say to this one, Ollie. I went to this game, um, so saw it live. But um, I had some a lot of my family from Cardiff um, and sort of South Wales. My dad's originally from South Wales. So uh, my uncle and one of uh, his grandchildren came up, both Cardiff fans, and I also managed to drag some of my other family members who live up here. So sort of my four of my cousin's children and my auntie came as well. So there was a bit of family pride on the line for this one, Ollie, so I was absolutely <laughs> delighted that Shoesbury got the victory because it shut up my uh, Cardiff family <laughs> from giving me some grief about it. So that, that was a good start for me, Ollie. That's cool. <laughs> but
0: so it, what's your kind of main takes yeah from the first half of this game then.
1: Yeah, it was, well, I said before, the first half was you know one of those dull duller pre-season halves of football to be honest with you. It wasn't the uh, the most entertaining start and obviously didn't really help that uh, Cardiff were generally on top in the first half. Um they looked pretty good. They had a massive striker up front um, who apparently only signed from in January, and they he's already being looked at by big clubs to move even in this transfer window. So they were thinking this might be one of his last games. My Cardiff uh, family were telling me about it, and he looked really good, really strong, powerfully built. Um, and to be honest with you, our centre backs did pretty well with him, considering he's sort of this highly rated player. Um, Sadra and Asala looked solid. They made some really good last minute tackles. Um, you know, body on the line type things again, where he was almost getting in and, and all laying it off for other players. Um, but unfortunately the goal did come from him shrugging one of them off and it was the only time they really did let him do all that much work so yeah one of them got shrugged off and the ball sort of sort of found its way across to um what was his name? Uh, Mendes Lang, you know, ex-Hugibitan Loney who, who scored, <laughs> obviously, the curse of the old player. So, that was really it. We had a couple of half chances. Carlton Morris had a good header chance. I think one of the centre-backs got up for a corner that we almost scored from but they also almost broke on us a few times. So, a few half chances here and there. There wasn't really anything hugely generated during the first half. So, um yeah, I suppose the standout for me was, um you know, which, is, again looked solid against a championship team, which was which is a consistent theme, I suppose
0: cool, no, it sounds encouraging, I think the for me the if we come on to the second half, but yeah, the big take for me was we we just kept on going, Yes. Um, it
1: didn't seem to
0: um yeah going behind didn't seem to um worry us, no,
1: and it was preseason it sh- it shouldn't do really should it, and certainly came out second half um the interesting thing about this game, Ollie was. The team I just read out a minute ago, um, didn't there were no subs in a preseason game. I mean, Cardiff made quite a few subs, which is probably why they got a little bit more unsettled in the second half. But we played a consistent team. And to me, that team against Cardiff, I'm getting the feeling, um, is probably gonna be there or thereabouts for the for the start of the season against Northampton. Um, especially what's happened in the two games since. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that was it was interesting and, and they, they were good. They, they played as a pretty good unit in the second half. There was much more zip to them. Um, the passing was a bit more accurate, a bit more crisp. We sort of closed down a little bit more. We put a few good challenges in. Um, I thought, and my brother was there as well, who I've said I sit by before, he was really impressed with Nolan. Um, it's probably worth talking about him, really. For me, he's been my standout in pre-season, Ollie, I don't know about you, but he's um, we were calling him Ryan Woods 2.0, and it's not just because of the hair. When he gets on the ball, he's really comfortable holding it, holding a player off and just looking for a nice pass. He's got a really good range of passing. Um, the thing he's got more over Woods is I actually think he's probably a little bit more committed in the tackle. I know Woods was committed, but he's um, he put a couple of aggressive tackles in, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that, that he doesn't Ian Blackett or Gary Deegan it and just take it a little bit too far. I suspect he probably will do, but... Um, I honestly been pretty impressed with him, whether he played on the wing in the one game where we went to Villa or sitting in central midfield where he looked absolutely excellent. I, I think he's gonna be one of the first names on the team sheet this season.
0: No, he's definitely impressed. I, I thought he looked like a good player. We got his name wrong, didn't we, in the um first friendly. We did. Uh, but um he looks like a really tidy player and he's interestingly Paul Hurst commented in the um, and Lewis Cox um repeated it in Shropshire Star, saying how um you know he got a round of applause. And I think Purse is very happy, <laughs> don't think he deserves a round of applause yet. He's got a long way to go before he kinda of deserves that in Hurst book um, which doesn't surprise you um, no. so so no no uh, encouraging and he, he looks like a decent player doesn't he
1: yeah I think he, I think he could turn up to be one of the one of the finds of the season so um yeah he was good I, I'll come back to some of the other players in a little bit I mean probably just worth talking about the goals um first goal was a a um, was a penalty Uh, Wally just sort of burst into the box sort of similar to what he was up to last season clear penalty Um, interestingly Wally (laughs) wanted to get up and take it (laughs) so not sure who is the dedicated penalty taker this season but during pre-season I don't think we've established that yet um, it was a pretty bad penalty hit it right down the middle uh, Etheridge in goal basically got a knee to it and, and almost sent it up over the bar but it sort of careered into the top of the net so yeah he looked walked off a little bit sheepishly <laughs> it went in yeah and, it and was pretty poor wasn't <laughs> it, it? Was, it wasn't great and then basically because of the sort of boost and, and the crowd was pretty good for that game it was quite lively and sort of quite sort of got a big noise when we scored and then I think that sort of carried him through because I think it was pretty much the next attack we had um, we scored again um, uh, and I thought that that Carlton Morris did really well in the build-up to the goal. If you look at the highlights, he plays an absolutely brilliant cut-in through ball that puts, um, I think it put Wally away um, and then there was a shot and then a sort of half shot and then eventually fell to Dodds who sort of popped it in from close range. But yeah, that Carlton Morris, again, talked about Nolan. You previously said he'd been a standout. Again, for me, he, he's been pretty good in all the games I've seen. He's very strong, very very quick. Um, but also, I think he's got a, a, an ability to cut a defence open with a, with a slide wall pass, so... Again, yeah, i I think he's been good. What
0: about you, Ollie? No, I think he looks good, looks very strong. I the only real um obviously the highlights you don't often see striker's movement and play. No. But and the, the takeout for me I saw was in the preseason when he um he wasn't scared or intimidated and went right up to, right up to John Terry and gave him a good kick yeah, he and, did, didn't in he? the first <laughs> half. So no, yeah, encouraging to see and you yeah, know, if we're gonna play um, you know, one up front and a lot of people bombing on. We're going to need someone who's strong and isn't mm. afraid. And no, I think he looks like a good, good loan signing up front.
1: Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen of, I know come on to tell for a minute and and my issues with uh, and it's only pre-season, but um, uh, John Lewis, Lendl John Lewis, he's not been great from the games I've seen. So he's the next big man, isn't he? If we're going to play one up front, so you know, yeah. keeping Carlton Morris in the early season games fit is going to be quite important, I think, because he certainly is offering more than and than the other guy at the moment. So. Yeah, that was good. Um, so I just said, we were looking through the rest of my notes, really, we were faster. Uh, one of the things I said before is a go-go. Uh, honestly, I don't think he's messing around in pre-season. He played some very committed tackles and um, had a couple of talking to from the referee. Um, and yeah, I'd mentioned about him being fit again in this game. So there we go. And I noticed you'd put Paul Hurst pretty much agreed with my definition of the first half and he called it lacklustre, which is yeah. a very good <laughs> definition of it. So um, yeah, there we go. So it was, a, it was a good win. I was able to take some, some family pride away from it. In fact, my uncle, when we were walking back from the game, He's been a Cardiff fan for years, been to loads of games. Um, said he thought we looked like a good unit and, uh, you know, he's thinking we'll probably have a good season. So, yeah, there you go. There's a subjective view of it from another football club's fan. Um, so, yeah, looking good.
0: Ah, cool. So we go from a high.
1: Yes, a very a big high <laughs> to the next night of a very big low. <laughs> yeah. So oh, you,
0: you had the pleasure of going to um, Telford. Which is yep. always an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, and we didn't, r- obviously, so I think it's worth to say we did have the reserves team, didn't we? Yes. So we changed Henderson for the delivery. Then we had um, Sears at right back, who we do hope to, you know, I put him in my World Soccer Magazine article. You know, we do hope he's going to have a good season. Yes. Um, Chalice playing central defence, Jules um, and Roberts at left back. And then James, who I'm surprised no, hasn't been close to the first team, but maybe we'll come I'm into not. that in a second. <laughs> Adams. Um, Bryn Morris and McAtee on the on the wing with Gunua and, and John Lewis up front. So quite yeah. an attacking team there with, you know, a striker, you know, three you could three people you could class as strikers, Matee, mm-hmm. Guneua and John Lewis, with James as well. Um, so, yeah, what was your. So, yeah, just going back to James, then, you are not been that impressed with him?
1: No, uh, I mean, yeah, the game was bad in general. i would just say that about it. It was a gen- genuinely awful game of football. Telford weren't even very good. Um, they had a number seven who was pretty nice, pretty quick. He was probably their best player. And we were just generally below. All the players were below average, really. But some of them, some of them were okay. Um, going back to James, yeah, he doesn't. He, you know, in this game, he did not stand out, considering, you know, his pedigree that we talked about previously. Considering he was playing with a bunch of youth lads and non-league players, you would have expected to see him stand out a little bit. But for yeah. me, probably of all the players, I thought he was my biggest disappointment. To be honest with you, um, so yeah, that, I was really surprised by that because I, you know we thought he was going to be this pacey attacking, you know, go-getting kind of player. He, he he's hardly drift, just drifted in and out of the game really, and when he got the ball, it was moved on quite quickly. He didn't really commit too many players, so. I'm expecting more from him maybe you know he needs a little bit more time to, to settle into a football club who knows some players do get like that but um, he's for me certainly not going to be pushing for a starting place on Northampton um, so yeah from, from the evidence of the Telford game I don't know what happened at Burton but um, that's just my, my view of it from the Telford game
0: cool so so yeah not much to talk about on the pitch then
1: no yeah I mean I'll just go through my notes on, on what it was uh, yeah as I said essentially the reserve team isn't it the, you know, at the moment you would think um, and it was a chance for some of them to impress and, and no one really did stand out to be honest with you in terms of the good good things I would say that uh, McGivillery looked a solid enough keeper with the, with the stuff he had to do very similar yep. to um, Henderson when he came out to catch the ball he came probably more yep. than Lutweiler would so again in a slightly different mould made a couple of good saves Um just his kicking was consistently solid. So, you know, there wasn't anything you could you could pick holes at really in his game. Um, I know we conceded but it was a it was a bit of a shambles of that goal really. I'll come to that in a minute. Um Shellis for me was probably the cream of the crop of the young players. Um he, he's obviously played right back and centre back now. He's more a natural centre back. Um Is he? I th- oh right, okay. Yeah. I, I read is.
0: online he was more of a fullback.
1: No, he apparently um the reason I know this is because I got a lift to the game with someone who he lodges with. So yep. I actually sat in the car on the way back with him and, and you know, even walking back to the car I had a brief chat with him and you know i'm not just saying this cuz i met the guy he actually was probably the most impressive of the young lads but he's yeah having talked to him he's got quite a will to win i i, I thought i was quite impressed with him as a as a person so he off the pitch as well.
0: himself say he's a central defender then yes or? and and so okay. and
1: the people he lodged with said he prefers to play central central defence so okay. i get the feeling that that's why we've been a bit more comfortable in letting um, dom smith go out and learn which yep. which has happened so I thought he was good. Yeah, he was a nice guy actually. Um, uh, yes, Genua was all right in a sort of off the off the striker role. He was a bit more committed than any of the other attacking players really, and had a couple of goes. Um, and again, you know, I've said I like Jules, um, Zach Jules. He's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah, he was decent enough. Again, you know, he didn't didn't really give the Telford lads much much change out of what they got. Whether when they attacked him, so yeah, he did his job well. He he did stand out above the rest of the players, I suppose, just because he was so sort of NKP like, he sort of cruised through the game really. So that was it in terms of the good. <laughs> um, the the bad for me was um, Adams and Bryn Morris in central midfield. Considering you know they're both from bigger clubs previously, they have both got one of them's got a bit of international experience at youth level. Um, Bryn Morris had played League One football for a while for us at the end of last season you'd have expected versus a non-league team for them to sort of dictate the midfield wouldn't you and it really yeah. didn't happen um, now whether it's because it's the first time they played with each other and they hadn't really got their roles settled you know they at some points they were both sitting deep and at some points they were both bombing forward there wasn't that interaction between them as much as you thought there might have been so I'm willing to give them another chance but they, they really didn't uh, stand out and borderline didn't really look too bothered would I say but I think from some of the stuff afterwards is that Hurst had said later on that um, you know some of them didn't look too too bothered, which is going to affect who gets selected for the Northampton game. I think he said that after the Burton game as well. So those two particularly, I thought could have could have done more. And for me, the young lads, um, probably a bit harsh, but none of them really looked like they're ready for first team football apart from maybe Chalice. Um, They all looked like they were playing at a level that they were probably ready for, which was just below non league football. You know, just whatever Telford's level is, maybe maybe conference level. So. Yeah, they're involved in the team. You know, we've got them in there for for other reasons. I think in terms of rules for the FL Trophy and how many homegrown players you need this season. I think the rules are slightly changed, haven't they? So, I think that it's going to give them a good season or two um, with their first year contracts to develop with a pro team. But you know, I think we're going to be looking at the end of the season, if not next season, for them to be starting to make their breakthrough. So, again, I'm just judging it on one preseason game. It's probably a little yeah. bit harsh that, but. Um, you might have expected a few of them
0: to stand out a little bit more. Yeah, you, you would, but I guess you're right to put it into context. There's only one game. Yes. Um, and also, there's a lot of new, no, new players together. Correct. And yeah. I think it's one of the things that you you noticed, don't you, that you know players need to be understand each other, and takes quite a while to kind of get that understanding. Um, yeah. Just going back to James, I just just check. He's never been out on loan anywhere else. Oh, okay. So he started his youth career at Hull. He went to Swansea. So he's never been anywhere else. So yeah. Yeah, I think he might need a bit of time. And yeah. and to be honest. Um, yeah Rodman is doing really well so um, I don't think he's you know, he's going to have to do quite a bit to lodge him dislodge him at the moment I'd say yeah
1: the two wingers Rodman and Wally have had pretty reasonable pre-seasons haven't they which is yeah, something I have. don't think we expected beforehand we expected they were probably two that were maybe going to get shunted out of the team but as it's gone on I think they've if anything probably nailed down their chances of being yeah. in the starting team or, the, or at least this first match squad so that was interesting. As I said to you, John Lewis didn't stand out to me as anything a- approaching League One standard. But again, it, let's capture this and, and the fact that it was a meaningless pre-season friendly at Telford the day after the main team had played. So there was obviously a little bit of a of a dip in terms of people's uh, <laughs> excitement levels for it. Off the pitch, it was quite entertaining. Um, the funniest thing about it was uh, Shrewsbury Town fan busy that I think everybody knows by now um, sort of rolled in. I think I don't know where he was. It was about 20 minutes into the game, but sort of rolled up our end of the stand and. Paul Hurst was sitting just to the side of where all the town fans were behind the the goal, the Frank Naginton stand at Telford, Um, and he was sitting and he was just watching the game like he normally does, he didn't walk over to where the bench was on the other side of the pitch Kept looking at his phone and um, busy shouted, "Oh, there he is, the old ball bag!" And poor Hurst, it was so he could not stop laughing. He was <laughs> he was laughing for absolutely ages, and then all the town fans started laughing. So it was one of those sort of comical pre-season moments, and that was about as that was about as good as it got, to be perfectly honest with you. So um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, that was that was the highlight really. Other than the fact that I, they do they fry chips in Telford Stadium, that's a revelation. They don't do that as usually, do they? So <laughs> there we go. Uh, you've got to look at the positives. Um, yeah. Yeah, the goal I just I came to that as well. The goal was just a mistake. I think it was from Ryan Sears. He kind of come flying in, um missed missed it and then they sort of got in. There wasn't really much the keeper could do about it. afterwards. We were sort of chasing back at the, I think it was the 7, the, the good player that scored for Telford. So that was it really. Um the other highlight was I got 5 pound off my entry because the man on the gate at Telford could not count simple maths. So again, another positive. So,
0: so a win all round there. <laughs> win all round, yes. Only going
1: yeah. for a fiver. Um there we go. Uh And then Paul Hirsch, yeah, good experience for the young lads, he said, didn't he? Um, But we didn't create any clear-cut chances, didn't get any men forward, tried to play ball in the wrong areas, but he was happy. We got no injuries. So, yeah, a learning experience. Um, And he said, some were ready to go into the first team, but uh, I'd reserve that comment (laughs) from what I saw. So, there we go. That was another win. Yep. Oh, sorry, another win, bloody hell! Another loss, uh, yeah, another loss against a small team. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And then what was next, Ollie?
0: So coming up next, we had um, playing against Burton. Yep. So at home again. Interesting, isn't it that a lot of our friendlies have been at home this season? Hmm. Yeah. So, kept, uh, and I don't know whether that's for financial reasons or whether um, teams are just quite happy to come to our ground. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, so we had um, again. This is kind of like the what, what we think is the first team, though. I'm surprised that. Um, um, that um, Zach Jules is not in this team. But yeah. Dean Henderson, um, James um, Bolton, who's been caught catching the fans' eye as in his appearances. Some, yeah, someone um, else
1: we need to talk about when we talk about new signings, yeah. but yeah, he's been good.
0: So Matt Sadler, Nasala and Junior Brown. Um, so Rodman, Agogo, um, Nolan. So it's interesting, Agogo and Nolan playing central field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gunnar on the wing. And this time we played with Carlton Morris and Niall Ennis, who's obviously a new signing we can talk yeah. a bit more about later from Wolves. So, um, I listened to this game um, on F- I Follow. Yep. Um, and I think taking taking a step back and thinking about the commentary, they didn't. They, they think they struggle to talk too much about the game because I think it's a bit crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and Paul Hurst said that. So I don't think there's really too much to talk about apart from one. But uh, Burton had a player sent off, mm-hmm. and for a horrendous challenge at knee height. Uh, which had Paul Hurst running down from the um, the press area where he always starts the game then he had a man sent off which obviously then kind of ruined the point of the pre-season friendly it yeah. was 10v11 um, but the referee said that it's a paid for game so he couldn't allow him to just sub the player off which is a bit of a shame in terms of fitness and after that, it just sounds like the game kind of just fell away. Mm. So um, Paul Hurst was, was quite honest in his opinion. He said He said he was bored to tears <laughs> and he can't wait for the season to start, which is something actually that Neil Warnock said as well, that he was bored as well in the Cardiff friendly, looking forward to the season starting. Yeah. Um, he said, "I'm just trying to come out of the slumber I had on the sideline. Uh, they wanted to play 11 v 11, so quite a few of them. And this is the big thing. Now we'll talk about this in length. Actually, I think it's quite an interesting point. I've got a different view on this. What you what you take of this, Glenn, mm-hmm. So quite a few of them have let themselves vulnerable or not push themselves into that lineup. I've got to be thinking um, to do. I've got I've got some thinking to do next week, and I've got some people in mind that will play, and others I think have missed an opportunity. So yeah, what's your view on 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 that?"
1: Yeah, I mean it, it. It it it's interesting that he's made those comments because you know having after having seen the Telford game, the, the sort of reserve players that played there were also not pushing themselves forward. So he obviously has got a lot of thinking to do. I think it's probably probably worth us just us saying, you know, if who would I'll I'll go through. I think I I'd play from the first game of the season, and it's worth just thinking about it because I think yep. we we'll, we agreed Henderson's probably going to start in goal. Yeah, definitely that's going to happen. I think definitely Bolton's going to start right back.
0: Yep, with Riley still injured. Yep.
1: Yep, exactly. So <laughs> then you've got the centre backs. Do you think Jules is going to get in or? Sadler and Asada pretty nailed. I down. think I
0: think you'd say that Sadler, Jules, and Toto are the top three during the season, aren't you? See, I um, top I, I, yeah, three I think, backs. Go on, sorry me. But then it's interesting that Sadler isn't isn't the, isn't the captain, is he? We'll never come to that again mm. again a bit later. So it's still in our thunder, but yeah, Sadler and Toto. Yeah, it's interesting that um, both of them obviously did re- did well for us last season. Um, do you think they'll, those two will start then?
1: I do. I think because Jules had a little knock, didn't he? And is it probably worth risking it when you've got Sadler and Asala who played all you know last season? Other. You know, you've got a little, you've got a little link up that they've already got, um, and they've been good in the games I've seen. So, uh, you know, for me again, I think those two will start. I think Brown nailed on. No one else is going to play left back, are they at this stage? No, of the which game. is a bit of a
0: weakness, actually, isn't it? We've got Sadler who can play there, and I hear that um, Jules can play there as well.
1: So yeah. Cover, yeah. but. And then you've got the centre mids, which I think Agogo and Nolan are nailed on. I don't think that there's anyone going to disagree with that. Agogo's obviously captain now, and Nolan's been probably the most impressive preseason. Season then you've yeah. got the wings so again does he stick with Wally and Rodman who he knows and have had a reasonable preseason, or does he play Ganua? I don't think James is going to have much of a sniff getting out there at this stage of the game You know, what do you think I think he'll probably again stick with last year's incumbents personally
0: I wouldn't be surprised we're at home aren't we against Northampton yeah. so we're expected to go on the, on the front foot I wouldn't be surprised, well, obviously we don't know how well these players played, so I wouldn't be surprised if, it's a, it's a sneak, you know, if, if Dodds brought his way in contention and play a 4-1-1 four, four, one, one yep. with Carter Morris at front, or whether we play a 4-5-1 with Arthur Gunnar on the wings and really just try and play, you know, play three men in midfield. Um, but then Wally's done pretty well in pre-season, so I'm not sure. It's, it's, he, there is a lot of, and that's the exciting part, you know, we don't know who's yeah. going to start and we do have options.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be interesting, and then yeah, again, whether you play one or two up front, that's again yeah. depends on whether you have a number ten and Dodds comes back in the team potentially, or you've got Morris and Ennis. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll do something this week. Maybe on on Salopcast Twitter account, we'll put up what our anticipated teams are, yeah. and then we can have a look at who was the closest <laughs> when the we come, closest, to, yeah. come to the Northampton team. There we go. So yeah, just we, going we,
0: back to um, the comment then, I just want to ask, like, what's your view of that comment? So I, I I think. That you know what Paul Hurst is like. He likes to play, I won't call them mind games, but he mm. likes to throw the gauntlet down to his players. Mm. Um, and I think he might have said this, even if we'd won.
1: Yes, probably. Because uh, he's, he's also very consistent with his team yeah. selections, isn't he? He's very
0: consistent. He's very, he has specs, very high level. And after winning another team against another, winning another game against another championship team, so that's four wins against a championship team, yeah. I think he's keeping the feet on the ground and yes. not allowing any of them to get um, over excited or think they've got a bank. So I think this is a, a ploy. I don't know what your view on that. Do you think that's a
1: potentially- I, I do as I do as well. Because the two good performances, Cardiff and Burton, you know, not good, but you know, the, the ones where you might have seen your, your, your team being crystallised. Because you generally always see the team in that last pre-season game be pretty close to what's going to play the first game of the season, don't you? So yeah. I, I, you know, there's not many people there. I think are not going to getting at least the starting lineup or at least the first yeah. matchday squad so yeah you're right it's probably a little bit of old Hursty mind games and I don't mind that to be honest with you so no
0: no not at all putting the gauntlet down to the player and also making it clear that you know and also for the players who are on the fringes that means that you know they, they'll read that of course they will they've all got twitter they've probably follow Lewis Cox to see what's going on um, and then will L they'll see that Hurst has said that and go well oh, that means i got a chance so I think he's playing mind games
1: Mm, there we go. Oh well. Yep. So that's it. That, that was all the preseason games. So we're top of the championship by about three or four points. <laughs> I'd um, but, I
0: saw someone had put that online.
1: <laughs> but we're getting relegated out of the conference. So yeah, <laughs> it swings and roundabouts, is not it? But I think um, it's different between the first team and the second team. In, in general, my my summary of preseason Ollie is first team have looked pretty good in all the games. You know, yep. there's been some dull moments, but they've they've competed against championship teams in four four games, which is. You know, you can't ask them on that in preseason, I suppose. Um, yeah, you've got you you'd said that Hurst had set them really high standards. Um I talk we've talked about the fitness, which is much improved and the physicality. Um, but then on the bad on the bad side, the the guys who are sort of the reserve lads at the moment have not been particularly good and, and don't look like there's that strength in depth maybe, but can't judge that too early, I guess. Um youth lads have a lot of work to do for me. Um and then for the players who stood out, Carl Morris. Um, Abs, Nolan, Henderson and goal who's who's been brilliant well, not brilliant, he's been good um, yes, standouts, yeah um, Yeah. what else, have you got any other th- others to throw in the mix you think have had a good pre-season Ollie?
0: no, that's a good summary I think um, the big benefit for me is that we've got a squad already, yes. so we haven't got to do loads of extra work in the- so I don't understand this, I really don't understand it I know it's been echoed by other managers why doesn't the transfer window end uh, you know, f- um, midnight on Friday I don't know Shh. It should end midnight Friday, um, first game of the season. Boom, done. Transfer the transfer nonsense um that goes on Twitter and Facebook and gone as well else disappears and we just focus on the football again. So that would be that would be my ass to the EFL. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think you would get Harry in set, driving yeah. in
1: and out of the training ground, then, though, would you? <laughs> he's back at Birmingham now, isn't he? So like, he'll be back on it. But there we go, old Harry Redknapp. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's just the way way it works, I suppose. I suppose because it has to link in with transfer windows all around the country, uh, all around the world. But then uh, they are slightly staggered now, aren't they? Like China yeah. has a different one. I think Europe Europe have a consistent transfer window, don't they? Maybe, yeah. I don't, maybe they don't now. I don't know. So maybe I'm it's something sure to do that. with
0: that. I think it'll be good though, wouldn't it? you? Know, you got your players, nothing else. Apart from you can only do like emergency goalkeeper loans, and that's it.
1: Yes, I can still see us bringing a couple more in though. Um, because we're up to five, we're up to five lone players. So if we get another one in, that's one that can't be in the matchday squad. So yeah. maybe not a lone player, but you're right. Potentially a, a reserve left back, potentially is somewhere we might be looking at. And you know, we probably we've got a lot of strikers now with this Ennis coming in. Do we need yeah, we have. the experienced striker that I was talking about? Maybe not now. Um, you know don't if you on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've done that. So there we go. Yeah. So that, that's the end of preseason, anyway. Um, yeah So yeah, we'll just move on to a bit of the sign up news now, and then we'll, we're going to look at our predictions for the season. And Davis, quite frankly, has to score to calm some nerves all around Gay Meadow. Davis then, right-footed, SCORE! OK, so Salop news. Um, we'll start with the signings. We've previously, previously mentioned their names during our pre-season review that we've just done. Um, but the first is James Bolton, who signed for an undisclosed fee uh, from Gateshead, who is a defender, at the right, well, right-back, and can actually play centre-back as well, apparently, um, but is more a natural right-backer than Collie. Um, and then we've got Niall Ennis on a season-long loan from Wolverhampton Wanderers, who is a striker. Um, probably the more interesting player there in terms of his, of his background, but Bolton, probably the one that stood out more in pre-season. Obviously, Ennis only joined for the last game. So what do you know about these boys, Ollie? You, know, you do your research, don't you? What have you looked at?
0: So, yeah, so um, he, um, looking online, um, James Bolton's had some yeah, strong reviews and also when he signed for Gateshead, they said he could play at a higher level. So okay. um, that was interesting. And then obviously now he's done that and come to League One. So, yeah, he seems athletic. Um, Seen's in the Hurst mould, doesn't he? W- a yes. workhorse. Um, he's kind of put full effort in. And I think it's just one of just, again, we've something we talked about last season a lot. Some of the lesser sides in our class series in that bracket, you know, we're not we're not Blackburns and we're not the Sheffield United, as obviously stormed the league last year. Mm. Um, you know, a hard-working team and who knows how well we could do. And then Niall Ennis, um, he was actually on the verge of the first team when um, Paul Lambert was there before all the money came in. Um, but he broke his leg um, and he since then, um, you know, he's apparently he's recovered fully, but he was on the crups of the first team. But now obviously all their signings, um, obviously he's not anywhere near the first team now. So interesting, he comes very highly rated. Um, okay. Paul Hurst said he's been tracking him for a while. Um, so, yeah, so it's a good, interesting signing. And also he's a different striker. He's the, you know, the Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, you know, um off, the, you know, making lots of runs and bit of a poacher type. So obviously he had something different to the squad.
1: Yeah, something we pretty much, you know, didn't have really when you look at yeah. um, the fact that probably AJ Lee Smith is probably going to be gone, isn't he? Um, you know, when you look at the other strikers that we've got, two big guys, uh, Ganua who's more of an off, off the off the striker type player, or even out on the wing, isn't he? More of a, I don't know, like a Derek Asamoah type player that we had in the past. Whereas, yeah, we yeah. haven't had that sort of pacey young lad that can just be off. Up front but off the shoulder when of the was, of When the big was the last man? time
0: we had a fast striker? A genuinely fast striker? Uh,
1: pass. We'd we'll have to do some research. Luke Rogers yeah. <laughs> when he was young? Yeah, maybe? Luke
0: Rogers. Luke, Luke Rogers and Steele when they were young. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. I've, I've always I always like a, a fast striker, especially suppose, in League Two League, yeah, League suppose, Two, League One level.
1: I suppose Bradshaw as well, you know. Yeah, he was, he was, he was kind of similar kind of mould, wasn't he? And yeah. he's obviously developed a lot more since then. So, yeah, maybe Bradshaw was the last one. But yeah, I mean, there were two players in areas we needed. We talked about in the last podcast. So, certainly some good recruitment uh, done there. I look forward to yeah. watching them this season. To be honest with you, especially Bolton, who always been impressive. Yeah, so, should be good. On the way out, though, uh, we're obviously still waiting for a few to go, and <laughs> we'll come to that in a minute. But Dom Smith's gone to Southport on loan. Um, yeah. I think it's initially to Christmas, but some of her comments were basically like, "He's got to go there." Um, and when he comes back, he's got to look to go somewhere else because yeah, he doesn't want to go back to Southport. It's not a good not a good thing for him, but it, it'll do for now sort of thing. So Smith's obviously not in the long-term plan now, which is no, a shame. Another youth it ladders, is a shame because yeah. you
0: like to see him come through. And he has done a decent job for us. You know, he hasn't done any clangers, has he? No. Um, but obviously no. Paul Hurst has set his stall and standard quite high mm. in terms of what he wants, um, Look, see, looking at the silence we've got. So, yeah, it's a shame for him. It's always nice to see a young player come through, but, yeah, it's not to be...
1: I think he's still gonna have a decent career. I mean he should still be able to play League Football. Yeah, he's never never didn't that... stand out in, in League Two, did he? So no. I think he should be able to do it still. But um needs games, needs to develop, mature. Um and yeah. So Southport, at least he's with he's gonna be with Jones, Anderson and yeah. Halstead, so that should make it a little bit easier to sell. <laughs> um,
0: reunion there.
1: Yeah, and then another young lad who's just gone as well for slightly different reasons, gone up the pyramid, is uh, Callum Burton's gone to Hull. Um, which is in, in a, another interesting one, isn't it? Obviously, we've got this raft <laughs> dearth of goalkeepers at the moment, um, so someone had to sort of move. With Lukewhiler still not having gone anywhere, good move for him, really. You can't you can't really argue with that. He's probably not going to get in our team, but in two or three years' time, with some some professional coaching at a, a good championship, the championship or Premiership pre-
0: championship, pre- they, went championship. Down last year. Yeah, they went
1: down, didn't they? That was it. So good bit of coaching there might be enable him to break through at a higher level when he does eventually do it. And um, still a young lad, so probably going to have a sell on fee, aren't we? So you know, fingers crossed he does well.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting if we did get some money for that one. Um, and I guess it just, obviously we don't, we don't go to training, but um, you'd imagine that he must um, rate Rowley as the, maybe the better goalkeeper. I don't know, is that a fair, fair assumption to make?
1: I don't know. Or whether Burton's so highly rated that cashing on him now is worth more than attempting to cash in on yep. Rowley. I think Burton's slightly older, isn't he? I think he may be yeah, one year ahead. He is, yeah. So it's probably time he made the move, and then he probably looks at what Harry Lewis did um, in terms of the fact he's I think he's out on loan to Aberdeen this season now, isn't he? Yeah, and he yeah, might yeah. even be playing Scottish Premiership football. So. There's no point, you know, we, we're we good at generating goalkeepers, but it's such a unique position. You can only ever get one lad into the first team and it, it's, it's you know, hard to break through. It's only Hart's really done it at our football club, hasn't it? We, we've obviously yep. had Glyn Thompson and Harry Lewis and, and, you know, now we've got Burton moving on. So they're not all going to do a Joe Hart and break into the first team and go at it that way. So, yeah, there's a, there's a different option for them now that benefits the football club down the line with salon fees and potentially a little fee now. So... Yeah, fair play to him. Good luck to the lad. Um, he's a Shrewsbury boy. He was a Shrewsbury fan growing up. So, he, I think in his sort of goodbye message, he was a little bit gutted he never finally got to break through. He did play one game, didn't he, at the end of end of last season, season before last. Yeah, season before so last. We did. I'm
0: sure he played under yeah. Melland at the end of the season when we were safe.
1: Yeah, so he's, he at least got a cap for the club. So, yeah, that's it. He's he's gone out. And then you've you've written we're still waiting on Luke McGiven, and, and AJ Lee Smith in terms of what their yep. future is because again, they've not played pre season. So. Chances are that Hurst has had enough of them. Um, well, yeah.
0: Do you think, think McGivens the player he was referring to when he said some of the players don't seem to care about leaving?
1: I reckon McGivens on a good whack of money, and, and yeah. so you know he's not going to give that up for anything, is he? You know what? You know he, he, someone's well, going to have to offer him a pretty good deal, or we're going to have to offer, offer him a pretty off. good payoff for that to happen. Look while on the other hand, I think someone will buy him eventually. Um, I think he's probably good enough that someone, conference or football, or um, the football league will eventually think we need a goalkeeper. Who it is again, it's a unique position, isn't it? So, where, yeah, where he, he could quite go either up. way,
0: couldn't he? He could go either uh, first team in League Two or, or he could backup. be a backup in the Championship oh, yeah. or something. You just never know. Uh, you don't. You people don't. view the players differently. So, be interesting. He's been a good servant to the club. So, yeah, I wish him all the best. And I'm sure if he comes back to the Meadow, he'll get a very warm welcome.
1: He will, yeah. I, I, I really rate him. I think he's a good player. As I say, yeah, from what I've seen of Henderson so far, I'm, I'm less concerned about losing Little than I was. But again, he's a young lad. You never know what can happen down the line. So, yeah. We'll have to judge that at Christmas time. Um, and then the only other news we quickly talked about this, but I was interested in what your thoughts are now on this new approach of having um, Abs as a, an on-field captain and Matt Sadler as the club captain, but not the on-field captain. It's a unique thing that I can't think the town have done before. But what do you make of it in terms of a strategy?
0: Yeah, it is an odd one. It took you, you read it, didn't you? And it took you took a while to kind of figure out what they were what they were actually talking about. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it's it. Well, for me, that insinuates that maybe Sadler won't start all the games. Or True, he's yeah. just so good at doing the off the field stuff that he sees a go go as the better on the field captain because I think you know he's the captain that um, puts the effort in and kind of sets the tempo. So yes. I think he's a good on field. But then you hear a lot of good things about about um, Sadler as the kind of seasoned pro. Mm. So I guess Hurst has gone here. This is the best of both worlds. Two players that you'd you'd imagine get on well. So kind are going to share that responsibility. <laughs> and obviously being a centre back, Sadler's not going to um, not. You know, take control um, when he needs to in the game. So, no, that's an interesting one. What's your view on it?
1: I agree. I don't think it's the worst idea ever. I mean, I no. noticed at the Cardiff game, um, go, real vocal. He's a proper vocal captain as well. So it's not just that lead from example. He was shouting at players and, and there was a lot of finger pointing and maybe something we hadn't seen before. He, he obviously been captain a few times has not he towards the end of yeah. last season when players have been injured but now having that extra responsibility I think it's maybe brought a little bit more out of him and I think that Hurst thinks I think Hurst hugely rates Abu Agogo. I think yeah. you know he, one of the reasons that he might have even come to the football club apart from everything else is to work with players certain players and I think Gogo was one of them and I think that he's definitely one of the players that he's building a team around so yeah. I think it's it's just a sort of more confirmation of that really and Sadler you, you know, you saw his blogs from Portugal, you've seen the work he does in the community. He's slightly older, he's got that more sort of family club feel to him. He, he can probably do more of those events. Not that Ab, Abs can't, but I think it's good to have retained Sadler to do all of that sort of thing. He's a, he's a real club man, you know, he's played a lot of games for this football club now. He's, he's more ingrained in the sort of fan base as well, isn't he? So. I think it's a good idea personally and yep. then you know Slade is there to be that vice captain when Abbs gets injured which he never will because he's a beast and <laughs> since he's got over, since he's got over that last nasty injury he seems like he's not bothered about getting stuck into tackles again so there we go that that's that um Last bit of news really is just that tomorrow night, uh, we're recording this on a Monday for uh, for once. Tomorrow night is the launch of the crowdfunding campaign for Safe Standing. So, just in case anyone didn't see it, it jumped through a few more safety hurdles this last week. Gone, um, which means we're now so far ahead of all the other football clubs that once we've got the money, we we should definitely be the first team to do it. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm gonna go to the the crowdfunding launch tomorrow night at the football club, Ollie, and uh, yeah, I'll report back on 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 things at the next podcast and and see what it's all about. Hopefully, I get a free drink. Maybe who knows. <laughs> I'll so- definitely
0: be um... Um, putting some money onto that, and it'd be interesting. They say this. Yes. there's some, some some incentives, isn't there, to get people yeah. to encourage people to not that you need, not that I necessarily need that, but it'd be interesting to see what they've got on offer. So I'll definitely be um, waiting for that to pop up um, when I'm sitting by the side of the pool tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I've had a sneak peek, which I'm not allowed to talk about of, of the rewards, and there's some interesting ones there it's for for fans and also for local businesses as well. So yep. um, there's been a lot of thought put into it. Um, no, and the interesting thing is, this company Tofosi are in the middle of another crowdfunding campaign for Stevenage, I think it is. Um, and you would think, how are they going to raise money for Stevenage? You know, they've probably got less fans than we have. And they're raising money for um, a new stand or something something to do with one of their stands. They've got to upgrade it or build a new stand. And they're trying to raise like 200 grand. And they've already raised like 125 grand for Whoa. Stevenage. And we only need like whatever it was. 75. 50 60. Yeah, 75k. So they obviously that. know what they're doing. So, so what I, happens
0: to that rest of that 75? It goes to other, say, standing.
1: Yeah, we keep a, a redundancy if we ever need to put the seats back in so we keep a little bit of it and then everything else goes to the FSC the Football Supporters Federation and then they will use that money to then try and pump prime other projects other smaller clubs or even big clubs depending on how it works and just using it to try and get safe standing in more places so yeah we only need a certain amount of money to do what we need to do and then you know anything that's extra which is one of the reasons why we'll easily smash that target is because you'll have fans from other clubs that think that they'll be benefiting down the line so it's quite a canny tactic if you ask me so they obviously know what they're doing so yep, yeah definitely. that's it that's going to be Tuesday so we'll see how that goes and maybe uh, yeah we'll see we'll, we'll report back um, so there we go that's the news it's it's all sorts of random news this week <laughs> <laughs> right okay so we'll go straight into the predictions now we, we obviously did these last season didn't we Ollie um, and uh, who won? You won in the end by a point, didn't you? I
0: did. Yeah, you won the. Um, so are yes. you a scar still. still? Have to go to yeah. the club shop when the season starts. Um, but you and, won the yeah. overall predictions. Uh, yeah, I won the predictions, and you won the um, the um, the the score predictions
1: exactly so this season there are some slightly different questions uh, 22 questions um, which again we should just say the supporters parliament are running this competition like they did last year to raise a little bit of money for for certain projects so probably not going to be the the sort of uh, the seats it's probably going to save this money for continuing to decorate the stadium or other smaller things that we've been doing but um, yeah if you go onto the supporters parliament um, twitter account or the website or even facebook account there's information there about how to enter Um, and it runs up to 3 o'clock on the first day of the season so yeah these 22 questions Five pound entry, Ollie. So we'll have to send our entry fees in at some point. But yes, should we run through them? We'll go to yeah. what we think is going to happen, and then we can revisit this at the end of the season. So uh, do you want to start with question one, Ollie, and see yeah. what you've gone for that?
0: So where, so where will Shrewsbury um, Town finish this season in League One?
1: Mm. And you've gone for twelfth place, and I've gone yep. for fifteenth. So you're slightly more optimistic there, Ollie. So yeah, you've obviously enjoyed pre-season more than I did. That's Telford. Because I went to Telford, I downgraded it after that. <laughs> so there we go. So question two is: It will be the top goal scorer uh, this season. We've gone different again. Yeah. Um, I've gone for Carlton Morris, and you've gone for Arthur Ganua. Um, yep. Interesting choice, that Ollie. Considering he might not necessarily be playing up front every week. What's made yeah, you go for
0: that? But I think Carlton Morris being a target man, that's not necessarily going to score that many goals. Yeah, true enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking of that tactics here. I think Arthur Ganua could come you know, as an inverted winger, can fly in and score a few goals. But I don't think either of them will score many. So I think it'll no. be tight.
1: Bit like Dodds last year, isn't it? The yeah. good other thing, and he was ended up being top goal scorer, so exactly, probably a good yeah. shout. Um, question three, I should just say we've both gone for the same answer, which is yes. And the question is, will Shrewsbury Town get to the third round of the FA Cup? So we're fairly confident that we'll get through to play one of the big boys, hopefully. Um,
0: yeah.
1: How many loan players will we use this season? So we're already up to five. Um, we've gone quite close here. I've gone for nine, and you've gone for eight. So not expecting too many more in than Ollie over the course of the season.
0: No, I was going to go even less. I was going to go maybe for one more, but then I thought January transfer window, you don't know. No. what's ca- going to happen so yeah I did a few couple extra on there so mm-hmm. so yeah you went for nine and for eight so name one team to relegate us from League One and um, we've both gone for two of the favourites though we should have Shrewsbury Town in certain uh, media <laughs> outlets are also favourites to go down Harsh um, yeah so you've gone for uh, Wimbledon and I've gone for Gillingham who have lost uh, you know um, just their manager and just lost more players so I, I don't see them yeah. doing anything That's
1: the same reason I we went for Wimbledon is they lost a couple of players um, so yeah you don't know quite what's going to happen but um, no. Yeah, they've been up here for a couple of years now, and generally they're like a bit like us, I think. You know, a couple of seasons survive. Well, last year they came up, didn't they? But um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. I fancy them to go down. this is a bit, you know, shoot down Escalated question. Will Connor Goldson play a game in the Premiership this year? And we've both gone for yes. So you've seen his, he's had a good pre season, hasn't he? He's got fit, yep. scored a goal in one of their games. So I think we're both agreed that at some point he'll get on for a few minutes in the Premiership, won't he? Yeah,
0: definitely. I think he'll play quite a few games, I think, actually. Oh, good. As okay. course of course the whole season.
1: Unless, yeah, in super stuff. Um, I should just say, talking about our ex players in the Premiership, that Sunderland are really interested in Ryan Woods, aren't they, from all the recent rumours? So. Could be that not a good club again. to
0: go to, though. I would, yeah. if I was his agent, I'd say do not go to Sunderland. Obviously, there's um, been Gar- Darren Gibson um, had a few beers and was saying how Robert oh, I that, yeah. is um, which <laughs> they is. Got interesting, 12, which didn't is interesting, yeah. It's a championship, yeah. It's interesting him saying, you know, he doesn't think some of the players are really committed a week before the season starts and he's pissed up in a nightclub. So Yeah. Those in green. Not ideal. (laughs) So, yeah, interesting you put this one in. I I was hoping we'd never have to talk about this chap again this season. Oh, he's still there. But, but yeah, you've gone for it. So you've gone question number (laughs) seven. Will Mickey Mellon still be at Tranmere next season? And the end of next season coming up? And I said, I think he will. And you said, no, you think he's going to get sacked.
1: I think he will. I think... I don't know. It's a bit of a bit of a crapshoot, yeah. this one, isn't it? But I think that um, if you find that Tramir are sort of fourteenth, well, you know, even seventh or eighth at Christmas, and, and quite away off the off the chasing pack, it's, it's pretty cut through at the conference. Managers go through there like a dose of salts, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, he might do well, and he might get him up. But it's such a hard league, and you know, any little slip up, you're pretty much under the gun. So, yeah. I went for no, but you you're probably right, you probably will be there. But we'll, we'll see. That was sort of what yeah. the questions are for. Um, who will win League One this year? Then we've both gone for the same. What have we gone for?
0: We've both gone for Blackburn. Yeah, it's um, just pissing really, should <laughs> Yeah, I obviously Sheffield United have often failed, but mm. you'd think with Tony Mowbray and still keeping some of their Championship players, uh, they can maybe turn it around. It's it's a shame and it really annoys me that you know, the big media outlets just focus on Portsmouth, Blackburn, Pompey. Boring, boring, boring. I mean, you know, no insight into their articles about the lower league. Um, so we've kind of carried <laughs> on that trend with Blackburn, but they should outspend everyone else, shouldn't they?
1: Yeah, they should do, to be fair. Uh, one of the things I'm going to tweet on um, uh, the Salat cast Twitter account at some point this week is, there's a, a podcast I can't remember what it's called now, but it's with the guys that run the Anfield Wrap. It's sort of the people. I think it's just people associated with that. Um, they do a. They've started doing a football league podcast, yep. um, which apparently is supposed to be really good. And they're doing a specific podcast for each league um, in the run up to the start of the season this week. So when they do the League One one, I'll, I'll tweet tweet that up because I think it's probably going to be quite good. So yep. it'll be interesting for us to listen to it, Ollie to get a bit more of a feel for what's gone on at the other clubs. So yep. um, I'm going to certainly listen to that this week. But I'll, I'll put it on the Twitter account for people to listen to. Um, question nine: Where will shoes be finishing their EFL trophy group? We'll just rush through this one. I've. Got gone for second you've gone for third I think Hurst is going to take it a bit more seriously this year um, I don't know why because <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it but I think we'll probably get out of the groups this year because it was a bit embarrassing last year and I don't think you, we want that as a football club to happen again so there we go um, that, that's, we'll move on from that one um, question so 10 how many how goalkeepers? goalkeepers yeah I thought this was an interesting question what about you Ollie?
0: How many goalkeepers so I think um, I, yeah I debated this one for a while because we've got Rowley um, I think he might get a start at the end of the season so I've gone for three and if you've gone for three as well Was it the same logic?
1: Yeah, I I can assume we'll get a point where our goalkeeper gets injured at some point Um, so McGivley will probably get at least a couple of games if Henderson has to miss it because he's only young and you know, will he play all 40-odd games of the season? might get called up like, for 21s or something like that
0: as well. Very true,
1: very true. Yeah, that's I forgot about that, actually. So, yeah, I went for three as well, and the off chance that Rowley gets yep. a, a league start as well. So, um, And also, the fact that this isn't just league, uh, league only, it's all competitions, so there's, yep. there's a good chance that Rowley will get a start in one of the FL trophy games, I reckon. Yeah, so,
0: there,
1: yeah. yeah three goalkeepers this season, I reckon. Um, yep. Go on, you can do question 11 then.
0: Yep. so John Nolan, will he get more than 10 goals? Um he might get close. I'd tell you, be brilliant if he does because then we'll have someone else contributing and chipping in because you talked about this in the first pod, didn't you? You're a bit worried about where the goals are going to come from. Yeah, um, But we both don't think he'll get 10 but he still nope. could get 9 so that would be fantastic. <laughs> I
1: only went for it because central midfielders should be never score more than 10 no. goals, today. So the chances no, are he's don't. not going to do that either. Um and then yeah, we also had the same question last year: Will any Shrewsbury players get a full international cap, so not a youth cap? And again, we've probably we're assuming Lukewhile will go because obviously we're not counting the Gold Cup because that's pre that's obviously last season. So yep. if Lukewhile does hang around till Christmas, chances are he might get another international cap. But we're assuming he won't. After that, I don't think there's anyone else that's going to get anywhere near we're an international call-up this season. Do you?
0: No, I don't think there's anyone. There's obviously Henderson, but he's not going to play for England. Um, nope. Maybe James actually, but he yeah, yeah. But I, I, he might, but it has to be in a competitive game, and I don't think he's going to yep. start a competitive game. So, yeah. So no, I think I think that's a fair bet from both of us. Cool. Um, so this is an interesting one. So we'll put these two together. So, will how many times will Shrewsbury Town score more than three goals in a game? And how the many times? Yeah, how many times will they concede more than three? Um, so I've gone for two, only twice in the whole season. I think we'll sc- score more or concede more. And yeah. you've gone for two, but you think we'll concede more than three goals four times. So you're still a bit yes. concerned about our defence. You still haven't no. got over the last season, Glenn.
1: It's not that it's it's. If you think about some of the games against bigger teams in the last few years, uh, we've occasionally pitched up and just got rolled over. You know, Wigan which springs to mind. Um, there was a, there was. I think we did four times where we let in more than four goals. That like three more goals last season. So, I think over the course of forty odd games a season, you you generally have that sort of nightmare. A couple of games where you, you'll concede more than four, and it will probably be against the bigger teams. So, yeah, I mean, low. You put two, which is a low estimate compared to what like, what happened last year, but. We're all assuming we'll have a better year, aren't we? So yeah. you know, it could be somewhere between four and two. I'd like to think that's a reasonable estimate, yeah. to be honest with you. I've got um, this silky
0: I've got this sneaky position we're gonna have a really good season. But I don't know if that's just no. my <laughs> glass glass house full super excited or or what but, um, I
1: need to clip that 50, 56 minutes into the second podcast <laughs> of the season we can revisit that comment at some point um, yeah the next one was a bit, bit of a comparison last year we had who will play more games Lancashire on McGivin this year for, <laughs> which is quite funny
0: they played a few games there didn't they? they didn't play 20 or something
1: yeah they did Yeah, and Lancashire played more in the end which is interesting yeah. so, um, so who will play more games at centre back this season Zach Jules or Toto Nasala again you know there's pretty much not much to pick between them you'd think looking no. at pre-season so we've both gone different i went for Jules because i've been really impressed with him in pre-season whereas you've gone for toto the uh, sort of incumbent of the shirt yeah. so yeah i think it's pre- it's going to be a pretty close toss up between those two guys, isn't it yeah
0: definitely yeah definitely and then will uh, john macarthy score a league goal um, and i've gone for yes you've gone for no i can just see him sneaking on you know at home to some average league one team coming on and just um, getting his cheeky goal uh, mm. In the middle of winter, I can just kind of see that happening. And I think uh, you know he he played in a few of the games. I, th- I think um he failed to see against Oxford as well, the last yep. day of last season. So I think Hurst quite likes him. So I think I think he might get a cheeky goal.
1: Okay, I, I, yeah, I don't because I, I just think that haven't um, haven't seen him and and listened to a few things Hurst says about the U flats They're still a way off, yep. you know, League One football. You think they might sneak on? Yeah, fair enough. I guess they might. He might, but um, I don't think he's going to play consistently enough to be able to score. So that's what I've gone for. Um, tricky one again bit, <laughs> this was <laughs> this question was about Mickey Man last year will Paul Hurst still be SDFC manager by the last game of the season so we both put yes which yeah. at this point of the time it'd be mad not to say yes because of yeah. everything he's done last season he's going to be worth the season isn't he even if it went really bad even if we were on the verge of getting relegated towards the last 10 games of the season I still think we'd stick with him I don't know about you but um, yeah depends I
0: how bad it went I guess doesn't it if we had yeah. a utterly atrocious season um, we, st- we lost as, like, as many games as we did in the Mellon. Who knows? But I think we've both got faith in them, don't we? And we are quite impressed with the signing so far.
1: Certainly. Do you want to do question number 18
0: then? Yeah, so who will score the first goal? So Junior Brown got this one last, didn't he? So first goal is often quite hard. So you've gone for Wally and I've gone for Gunua. Um, I was tempted to go for, um, for a defender, you know, for a corner. Scoring I was as well, corner. actually.
1: I was thinking about that, yeah. But I didn't. No. <laughs> so <laughs> you've gone for Wally. For Wally. Instead, so there we go. Yeah, and I've gone for um, Gunua. Yeah, it's again. You know, who would have thought it was brown last season? Um, you know, from from left back. But uh, yeah, there we go. Um, you missed one question out, actually. Uh, will SDFC beat one of the teams relegated from the championship? So again, this was a question about last year, and we did. We beat Charlton, didn't we? So I've gone for yes. I've gone for yes. And so have yeah, you. So, for, yeah, I yeah. think
0: Rotherham or yeah, there's a couple of teams that come down. I don't think be that strong. Saying that, I just said that now, Rotherham will probably win the league by 20 points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, there we go. And this is one I got right last season. I went for Chelsea. Um, yeah. This year, sadly, I've gone for Man United to win the Premiership. Um, So that, that's the question, who will win the Premiership? We've gone for Man City, so we think it's going to reside back in Manchester. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 there we go. It's what we you based man. that on? Just the amount uh, of money they've spent. <laughs> yeah,
0: and also Petson's saying he's really pleased with how the pre-season's going. I read an article yesterday um, oh, about okay. that. So... I don't know. I I have put a bet on for Chelsea to win the league, um, where I did who's going to win the top three uh, top three divisions. Mm. But I don't know. you just it's so close. Um, you only need one team to get in a bit of a rich grain of form, and it's probably enough to yeah. win the Premier League.
1: Yeah, I, I I I hate Man United. You know, I was, I was growing up a bit of a heart part-time Liverpool fan. So for me to put Man United as my favourites to win the Premiership is a, is a bit galling. But yeah, I think they've done some pretty good business to be fair. Right, going us in a tangent, we shouldn't go on too long. Everton had, had a good summer, have not they? Yeah, they're they going to get top yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah, they're
0: interesting on the front of one of the newspapers. I can't remember which one it was. um, They'd taken Liverpool off and put Everton. I don't know whether it's just Mm. because it was Wayne Rooney, but showing the top six teams. Maybe I was reading too much into that. But yeah, they've done some great signings and some signings for kind of long term, haven't they? Quite a few youngsters Mm. from um, you know some of the lower, bigger countries like Ajax and things like that. Mm. So yeah, they've got a good crop of young lads coming through as well. Yeah, they they have. Yeah, he gives them a chance yeah definitely
1: okay last two questions then will John Lendell Lewis score more than five goals no (laughs) we've both gone for no he scores one (laughs) in
0: six and he ain't going to start that many games so no but me, I, if I'd he scores su- over 20 goals i will be absolutely ecstatic
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're going to Grant Holt it Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen no, no I don't think he's going to score them um, and the last question will toilet seats be installed in the West Stand by the last game of the season so I went for yes trying to use a little bit of insider knowledge knowing what was going on but you've gone no Ollie you don't think we don't think anyone's going to have toilet seats
0: don't want us to be com- <laughs> they don't want us to be comfortable <laughs>
1: Oh, there we go. We'll see what happens in that one. Um, And then the tiebreaker is what's the average attendance going to be? We've gone for fairly similar numbers, pretty similar to what we've had the last few years. I've gone for five thousand six hundred twenty-four. You've gone slightly higher at five thousand seven hundred
0: twenty-six. Yeah, both of us think the attendance is going to go up, just not by that a lot.
1: Oh yeah, I think the safe standing will help towards the end of the season um, as well if it gets put in. So it's interesting when you look at these predictions. I think that it's pretty clear that. you're going for a slightly better season when you look at the sort of general feedback you've got on those those comments compared to me, so I think you're a little bit more positive I'm not negative, but I think you're a bit more gun ho about where we're going to go this yeah. season
0: some fans think we're going i've got I did have a, a bet with some guy online he thinks we're going to finish nineteenth uh, oh, right, which I just don't think we're going to be could that happen. low <laughs> I just don't, uh, yeah it could happen anything could happen, but yeah. I just think that we're um i just think we just i just believe in Hearst
1: yeah. Good man. Well, that's a good way to leave it. I think, isn't it? Yeah. I think we'll we'll wrap that predictions thing up there and just say that um, yeah, we've just done this long episode because you're away at the moment in Crete, and I'm about to fly off to my holiday destination um, back to the mountains um, for two weeks. So I'm missing the first four games of the season, Ollie. I won't be back until farewell, fan, Glenn. I know it's terrible, isn't it? But I went to lots of preseason games, <laughs> so um, and you're currently away, missing. Northampton at home, and are you back for the for the cup game on the Tuesday? No, or are you I'm not. I one? land
0: on the Tuesday. Well, uh, that's a so shame. I missed the Forest game, yeah. So neither of us can go to that one. So if anyone wants to send us some audio for that, that would be greatly received. Uh, yes. And I might go to the Wimbledon game away, uh, but we'll definitely yes. record a pod, won't we? After a few games. Yeah, go we've got the equipment
1: season. to be able to record from abroad, haven't we? Like yeah. we've done this week. So we'll we'll do one in maybe either it probably won't be next week. It'll probably be the week after, yeah. I'd imagine, after uh, depending on game. what's going on. So we shall be back, and then we'll be back into the sort of regular Sunday night podcast regime when we're back back from holiday, won't we? So yep. just thought we'd let people know what's going on. Um, and yeah, I suppose best thing to say is everybody enjoy the first game of the season. It's been a been a bit of a wait, hasn't it? And Hopefully, Town got off to a flyer and we can uh, be a bit more positive into this season.
0: What about you, Ollie? Yeah, I'm hoping for a good start. Um, obviously, playing uh, Northampton at home is a good, yep. good one. Good start. Um, Wimbledon, obviously, away is always going to be tricky. Their little ground. Rochdale at home, obviously, only th- only four games in, but that's going to be an interesting tester. Considering Rochdale were pretty solid last year, but um, I think you know we. I think after last season and League One ready, I think every all Town <laughs> fans have been very. <laughs> Not cautious, but reserved in making comments and judgments. Um, and I think everyone's just going to kind of wait and see what happens. Because, you know, I was having a little of a debate online with someone and they were saying that they know a lot of the players in the lower leagues. And I did the maths. And if you add up the championship and the conference and everyone's having 25 teams, that's over 2,400 players. Wow. <laughs> so, if yeah. anyone remembers more than a hundred of those, then they're an absolute genius in my books. There's just so many players; you just don't know, do you? How you don't? You just don't know how good. And uh, that's that's
1: across one season, Ollie. It's yeah. like being a fo- being a football fan. You think about how many players you've seen come through the ranks. Like we, we're putting some stuff together for a podcast at Christmas for the ten years at the Meadow. We're gonna do a special, aren't we? And you know, you look back through some of the old players, and like I went um, to the Telfer game with a few of the say a few of the lads. At, um, have some of the youth lads staying over um, and from the Sports Parliament and I was saying I was going through these players and, I was, and do you remember someone called Keith Briggs Ollie? Uh,
0: no. no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See do you know what I mean? So on the very first season at the New Meadow there was a guy called Keith Briggs played I think he was a defender he scored on his debut against Hereford so you'd think this would stick in your mind wouldn't you? And he played one more game then we let him go six six weeks later.
0: Keith <laughs> just, Briggs?
1: And he, he wasn't even alone he was a signed player Keith Briggs yeah oh, him right. look him yeah, up that's look at him.
0: No I recognise his face.
1: <laughs> you could like but you can he, remember a every single of player Stockport. is he there Yeah. You
0: go?
1: <laughs> so yeah so we uh, more we've been going through things the more of these players you just think but he was genuinely someone I yes, can remember two until games I checked it out.
0: one goal what a record
1: yep. yeah amazing 50% strike rate for Shrewsbury town <laughs> legend <laughs> there we go we're going a bit off on tangent but yes yep. enjoy the first game of the season um, and we shall we shall be back down the line um, once I've got a bit of summer sun <laughs> and you're back, Ollie. So, yeah, yeah thanks for listening again. Um, and, yeah, any comments and questions, um, put them on the Twitter account. We're going to be doing a few things on there in the ramp up to the start of the season. So, stay tuned, guys. We're back for the next season. Yep. Thank you for listening. Cheers, guys. <laughs>